0: Welcome to The Republican Professor this afternoon for me in California, and actually on the East Coast as well, where our guest is from. We have Heather Allen. Thanks for being here, Heather. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Heather, I've followed you on Instagram for a while now. I can't remember exactly for how long, but long enough to be impressed with your knowledge base and your passion and confidence on the subject of women and firearms, women in the second amendment. So thanks for being here. Thanks you again for having me. <clears throat> so how did you get interested in firearms? <laughs> Let's just get right to it.
1: Yeah. So I was born and raised in, uh, Southern California, where I feel like it was pretty typical. Like my dad had a gun, but it was like, it's under the bed, don't touch it. It's in the closet, don't touch it. He never taught me anything. And then I was more interested in like surfing and the beach and didn't really think too much about firearms until I met my husband, Tyler, uh, 16 years ago. He was in the Navy, like a Navy Special Warfare. Yeah. And then joined um, the LA County Sheriff's Department. So shooting was important to him, and sometimes he'd be gone with the Navy reserves for weeks at a time. and he was like, "When I'm gone, you need to learn, you need to know how to use this. So he taught me, I got really into it. Then in he was 2017, I started working for the California Rifle Pistol Association where I got really into the Second Amendment, gun rights, and just constitutional rights altogether.
0: Cool. You're so your husband's a seal.
1: Uh, no, he was in SWIC.
0: So oh yeah.
1: Special warfare combat.
0: Absolutely, crew. yeah, yeah. SWIC, SWIC's big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. SWIC is. I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you when you were saying what SWIC was. I got so excited when I heard it. Go ahead, it, so, say S- what it is.
1: Yeah, special warfare combat crewman. In the new yeah.
0: SWCC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, SWIC. That's a big deal. They're the ones that go in there and uh, lay down a big can of whoop ass as they get the seals out, or you know, usually, or whatever the case may be.
1: Important job.
0: Very important job. Are you kidding me? Huge. Well, thank you for thank him for his service. I'm a Navy veteran as well, so I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Oh, system. your dad was in the Navy?
1: He was, yeah. What'd your dad do? He he flew planes in Florida, but oh. yeah, it wasn't, Um, he wasn't in the Navy when I was growing up. So it was before he met my mom. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Well, um, CRPA. Yep. I know that organization. We've had Chuck Michelle on. I don't know if I you, know who, you right. know who Chuck is. Do you know who Chuck is? Good old Chuck. Yeah. Uh, CPRA is uh, based... It, is, it, is that their headquarters there in Fullerton, Fullerton. it is, yeah. That's so funny. Because mm-hmm. I moved to Fullerton about eight years ago, and I never knew that. I never knew that's where they were. Mm-hmm. And then I was just kind of just randomly driving around, and I saw... Uh, actually I'll just say I had a I was going to a therapist oh, I was wow. going to a uh, an individual therapist and her office was right next to the California Rifle and Pistol Association office oh. and I joked because some days I felt just as um, I, I felt just as good seeing the CRPA office as I did going into therapy I was just so happy because oh. that was that was when the things are starting to ramp up and get really crazy. Like, uh, you know, with Gun gunmageddon and stuff. And oh, I was always yeah. happy to see that. So I would go in there. Yeah. I would go in there and pay by check. And they were like, you know, you could do that online. And I was like, eh, I'll just write you a check.
1: I always appreciated when people would come in and put a face to the name. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially the last couple of years, the last couple of years have been, Really crazy, I think. Uh, just like it, it's kind of made people having have an excuse not to do things in person, and I see that on the campuses a lot. So, okay. So you, so you grew up surfing. Yes. And you didn't take a gun surfing. <laughs> Is that what I'm saying?
1: Uh, that would be okay. like a trifecta. If I could do surfing, gun, horseback riding at the same time, that would be. Ultimate goals, right
0: there. You grew up with horses?
1: Uh, a little bit, but when we moved to North Carolina, I was able to to buy my own. So I've had it for almost one year now. It's been oh, an amazing cool. experience. Yeah.
0: I don't know anything about horses besides each horse is one horsepower. That's the only thing I know. I like looking at them. I like them, but I couldn't tell you that's an Arabian or that's a, you know, whatever stallion or whatever. Um, so I'm going to be pretty boring on that. But um, so how old were you when you. How serious are you about the Second Amendment, Heather? I
1: feel like I'm as serious as you can get. That's pretty like when it comes to voting.
0: S- scale of one lot. to 10. You're an 11.
1: Uh, off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> 10 but, yeah, I learned a lot from um, Rick. Travis at the CRPA. He's the director and he would say, I don't care if it's your local dog catcher who's running in your local election. You need to talk to them and see what they, you know, if they support what you support. There's a 99% chance they're not going to stay at local dog catcher. They're going to move up to maybe county commissioner's office or become a state senator or local, you know, or United States senator." So, um, that's what I've done, even with like local school board races. Um, the last time I vetted one, he saw my necklace and he was like, just so you know, I support the Second Amendment. I was like, okay, that was going to be my first question. So.
0: Yeah. So how old were you when that, when that first came on your radar?
1: was when I, um, I guess it kind of sparked when... My husband would go away for weeks at a time and I had the firearm on me and I just kind of knew like, okay, I'm my own first responder, kind of knew at that time in Southern California, it's going to be a little while if, if an emergency were to happen uh, and I call the police, it's going to take some time for them to get there. But then in 2017, working for the California Rifle Pistol Association, I really realized uh, especially living in California, once you lose a right, it is extremely hard, if not impossible, to get that right back. For example, just owning a 10 round magazine, um, magazine band, if you follow Duncan versus Becerra, it's been going on for years and years. And I moved to North Carolina my first week. I picked up a 30 round magazine for 24 bucks and just skipped out of the gun shop. like, Look kind of looked around I was like that's it. That's all I had to do is give them my money and that now I have this 30 round magazine because it was such a huge deal in California. If you remember freedom week for seven days with could purchase them. Um, so it's kind of been eye opening living in another state and looking back in California and and really realizing what could happen to other states. Sometimes things that happen in California or other states tend to bleed into other states and I just don't want to see that happen, so that's why I have been pretty good about vetting uh, anyone who I'm going to vote for in this in my new state.
0: Yeah, that's so has anybody in you? Did you say it was North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Has anybody there uh, expressed uh, concern when they found out that you were from California? No,
1: I kind of joke I need a t-shirt made like we're the good Californians moving here I promise but yeah. uh, I feel like when I would say we're from California and they would shoot me a look I would have to explain oh and by the way uh you know I'm getting I'm gonna get certified for concealed carry to teach and I'm also a firearms instructor and then they're kind of like okay you seem like you came here for the right reasons
0: <laughs> how long have you been oh, a firearm
1: I, I know I'm biased too when I hear people yeah. come from california and new york i'm kind of like did you come for the same reasons we came here and there's only been one person i've met in our neighborhood that fled new york and they're gonna vote the same way and in my head i'm just like why why would you do that you you up and left your your state and now you're gonna vote to mm-hmm. make the same mistakes here so. <clears throat> always gotta be one
0: were you uh Working at the California Rifle and Pistol Association offices during 16 and 17, by chance?
1: 2017. So it was okay. right after Gun again. You know,
0: I think I might have given you my check one time.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, it's huge. Uh, is there a, a push out there? Or can you tell to start... Doing some Californization of uh, North Carolina.
1: Uh, it's definitely think? different. Like, I feel like the sheriff's department here is very pro Second Amendment. So we do have a Democrat as governor, and all the state senators they push forward legislation to try to get the concealed carry permits good for a lifetime. So how awesome mm-hmm. would that be instead of five years, that the governor vetoed it. So we'll see what happens. Um, in 2024, we have Mark Robinson is our lieutenant governor, and I I've got a pretty good feeling he's going to run for governor. And he actually started um, his political career talking about how he was an NRA member at a local um, city council meeting, and it just blew up. And he was like, you know, how come every time something happens, you know, it always gets laid down at my feet? I'm not responsible. For you know the bad things that bad people do with their guns. I'm a responsible gun owner, um, so it's been interesting to follow his his career somehow, from how it all started.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you thought about running for office yourself?
1: I have thought about maybe city council starting. Mm-hmm. Starting here City, city council. If, if I want to throw my hat in, it would be May of next year, and then there's a race in November. We'll
0: see. And did you say that you carry a gun?
1: Yes.
0: Do you have a gun on you right now?
1: Uh, I mean they're all over my house, but not on me.
0: <laughs> really? Wow. Uh what type of gun do you carry? <laughs>
1: uh I like the MMP shield. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good size.
0: When you do you primarily instruct women? In firearms?
1: For the most part, when I was instructing in Los Angeles, I would say it was almost half and half. Okay. Um, Yeah. But out here, starting my business again, I would say it's been mostly geared towards women. But I did just start a pretty cool class. Uh, I call it the Sip in the Second, where we go to local coffee shops and there's like little enclosed areas, little offices, and I have about eight ladies at a time. And some are experienced and just want to be around other women who also enjoy firearms and some have never touched a gun and we go over all the safety obviously with no live ammunition in the the coffee shops but um, those have been I've gotten a lot of good feedback and we're gonna keep doing those so it's just funny when I asked the business owners at the coffee shop like hey here's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, there's no way they're going to say yes. And within a second, they're like, oh yeah, we absolutely support the second amendment. And I just remember thinking, I am not in California anymore. Like there's no way I could go to a coffee shop and and hold a firearm class. So it's been fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I guess it depends on the coffee shop out here though. I think there are a couple that I put put you in touch with that, that would be okay with that. Yeah, I I think as long as you're not waving the things around in the in the coffee place, uh, uh, they might get a little weird, weirded out. So do you bring the blue plastic things? Do you, or I, what do I you, you? One
1: blue plastic, and I I bring actual firearms. Just no live ammunition. All the dummy rounds.
0: And so you have the firearms out in the coffee shop.
1: Yeah, but it has a little enclosed area. Okay. Uh, yeah little barn doors that shut and it's pretty private but um wow. i think what
0: kind like, of coffee shop coffee is this that, sounds pretty nice
1: yeah right there's two out here that have said yes but um i think sometimes when i am racking the slide people are probably like <laughs> what was that
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny okay so you're a semi-auto person uh, what's the story behind that have you ever shot a revolver
1: oh yeah yeah okay I've, uh, that was actually the first my first gun I ever purchased was after um, going to a ranch in Tombstone, Arizona Mm -hmm. and so I came home and felt like a cowgirl
0: and did you not like revolvers or what's the story behind that?
1: yeah, no, I really like revolvers but if I'm going to conceal carry I'd rather have a semi-automatic on me
0: and what's the reason for that primarily?
1: for you? Living in North Carolina, I could definitely hold more rounds Okay.
0: Five or six shots. So capacity is the the issue that you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you prefer the nine millimeter to any other caliber? Is there a reason yes. why you I
1: do like nine millimeter?
0: You don't like 44? You don't like you don't want a 44?
1: Uh, 44, maybe 40. i am kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah,
0: I don't 44. So how did you Pick the nine millimeter. I'm just curious.
1: I was doing um there was something for CRPA. I'm trying to remember, yeah. it was a cool gun shop that was having a big sale. Um Turner's? It wasn't Turner's. It was in Fowler. It was in around Santa Ana, I want to say.
0: Santa Ana. Rifle gear?
1: Rifle gear. It was rifle gear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're
0: still there uh i think they moved locations i have not been back there in a bit but i do follow them on instagram and they follow me back by the way which is kind of cool um i haven't been in there in a while and uh i think they they had the place they had in 2017 ish during gunmageddon i think Mm -hmm. they moved i think I really need to go back over there and say hi to those guys, because I had a lot of good times there. Okay. Yeah, rifle gear. Yeah, I like rifle gear. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good shops. Uh, I think the best shop in California was uh, Gunfighter Tactical in Miramar. Did you ever go down there?
1: I didn't. No.
0: They had I- closed down uh, the the uh, office that I liked for a while, and I think they reopened um, recently. So Uh,
1: I highly recommend Bolsa gunsmithing in Westminster, um, pretty close to Huntington and rifle supply.
0: Oh yeah. Rifle supply too. Yeah. I love rifle supply. Tristan follows me. Tristan from rifle supply follows me on Instagram. I've talked to him several times. Um, Yeah. They're good people too. Um, So Heather, uh, do you want to tell us about your firearms training?
1: Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I what? just got started. Well, let's see. I started off as um, NRA basic pistol instructor. Uh, so that was in 2018. And that was a busy time, especially in 2020. I felt like everyone and their moms were trying to get a, a lesson, which, I, which is a good thing. If there's so many millions of new gun owners, I was glad to see they were all investing in training as well and then about a week ago i got certified to teach concealed carry so now i'm just waiting on my paperwork from raleigh the north carolina department of justice so I'm mm. excited for that that mm-hmm. yeah, seems like all the new neighbors are like as soon as you get certified let me know and um glad i've got some clients lined up already
0: oh that's cool yeah what are you going to call it or what are you calling it? I think I, I already know, but
1: yeah, huh? it's high, high caliber, high yep. caliber firearms um, training and education. I added the education part as well.
0: How do you spelling high? Is it H A H H I G H? It is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, w- let's say somebody's listening to this, Heather, in the future, and they want to know just how crazy you are i mean because she's carries a gun um i don't think you're crazy but some people I'm might think that
1: yeah I, what would
0: you I, say I, to people that think you're crazy for wanting to carry a gun
1: i would say i mean just look around just know that even i mean i know there's so many good police officers out there but so many times you'll see sometimes even if you do call Police, there are times where it's either going to take a really long time for them to get to you, or once they do get to you, they don't help you. <laughs> so you truly are your own first responder. I know, um, I don't know if you followed Top Shot Chris. Um, he won the the reality show Top Shot, and he lives in San Francisco. And uh, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago or so, it was all captured on his Ring app where. I think it was two or three homeless people were trying to break into his his house. He called the police, they never showed. They finally, you know, he obviously knew how to handle a firearm, Um, he didn't have to use. I think they did eventually leave his premises, but he he had to drive to the San Francisco Police Department the next day to file a report because no one ever showed. Um, So when I kind of point out to people like, well, Anything were, gonna, were to happen, someone tried to break into your house, what would you do? And they always say, well, like, oh, I would call the police. Or sometimes they say, like, well, I would grab a knife or a bat. And I don't think they realize, like, if someone did break in, like, how close you would have to be to someone to hit them with a bat or, you know, do something with a knife. But so many times even just brandishing a firearm or if they hear a shotgun being pumped, like, bad guys are going to take off. So that's pretty much how I explain it.
0: So the, the deterrent effect in most cases is pretty powerful just displaying the firearm.
1: I would say so. Yeah. yeah. But okay. sometimes I, I did a women's event and I was the only firearms table. It was all kind of like makeup and like soaps and things like that. And I had pretty, There was multiple conversations that went along the lines of, I don't need a gun because I don't put that energy out there.
0: And it was (laughs) more than
1: one person who said this. And I was thinking like, what does that even mean? Like, oh, well, I just, I don't put that energy out there. So I don't have to worry about things like that. And uh, maybe because it was Southern California, but I I should have asked them, like, would you wear a seatbelt? Like or do you just not put that energy for a car accident? Wow, It was, it was interesting. Hmm. You can't really, uh, it was, how do you really uh, argue if people truly feel like that? Yeah.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's really sad to hear that. Yeah. The reason is, is be, I'm saying that is because it's sad that those people that are saying that think that that's why crime is committed. Is because the victim put energy out there. Yeah. That's a really weird way to look at victims of crime. I, I don't think that people realize that anybody can become a victim. And you think you might, if you think you're you're not you're impervious to becoming a victim of crime, then what makes you think that other people uh, who are victims? Why, why did they become the victim? Yeah. Is there some kind of victim blaming going on here? Because you might find yourself a victim or being victimized, and then it's at that time, it's too late. Right. Reader, you change your view.
1: Right. I've, and so many times in um, when I was working in Los Angeles. One of The hardest parts of the job was I would have women say, you know, I was just accosted by a crazy person walking on the street with my four year old at two o'clock in the afternoon. How do I get a concealed carry permit so it, it seemed like something had happened to them prior instead of like, Oh, I think I'll just learn how to use a firearm today like something had happened. But then it was pretty terrible because at that point I would have to tell them well you have a 0.002% success rate to get a concealed carry permit in Los Angeles. And even now, if the numbers bumped up a little bit, it's still going to take, I'd say at least over a year, cost you over $500. Um, So that was the the tough part of the job, being the bearer of bad news. And yeah, but then it was a good way to say, if you don't agree with this, you got to vote for your sheriff, because I think not just in California, but all over. It's like 8% of the population actually go out and vote for their sheriff, which I learned that from the California Rifle Pistol Association too. So if you're not happy with something, you can't just complain. You got to vote and make a difference.
0: How did you find out about CRPA? So, uh, I mean, in the first instance,
1: it was uh, a good friend of mine that I've known since kindergarten think Shane Brady and his um, brother Sean I knew was a lawyer for the NRA and I just knew I kind of wanted to get involved. Um, sounded like a cool job just being involved with Second Amendment issues and then they pointed me towards California Rifle Pistol Association, so it all worked out.
0: So, you weren't, it's not like you were a member for years and years. And then I
1: didn't know about it. In, yeah. In 2017, hmm. I do, definitely knew about the NRA, but I didn't know California kind of had its own NRA at that point.
0: So, did you have a, a concealed carry permit when you were in California?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Really? What did you use for your good cause? Do you mind if I ask?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you have a family member, even if I think it's like an in-law, it doesn't have to be your husband or whatever, Um, in law enforcement, I think that goes a long way. But I know other people could also use, especially in Orange County, you said um, you feared for your safety because you went hiking and there was mountain lions. You could use that as a good cause. But after the Supreme Court, people were like, do I even need one? And I said, no, you could just say For your good cause, you know, C. Bruin versus New York Rifle Pistol Association. So that's a good feeling. Right,
0: right. Did you have a concealed carry permit in LA County or? Orange County. Orange County.
1: And there was times where I really tried not to make classes in Inglewood, like past a certain time, like at night. And sometimes I would, um, you know, come in for clients who had to work and could meet me, like. I think we closed at like 10 o'clock at night and I'd be walking through this alley thinking to myself, thank God I live in orange County and have a sheriff who approved a concealed carry. Cause I would felt terrible if I was unarmed, you know, walking by myself through this alley. Mm. In
0: the, you mentioned Inglewood. Yeah. were you shooting at LAX over there? Yeah. LAX. So you were shooting at the airport. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, LAX is the name of a. That was a funny joke. I couldn't. I could not wait for that. Uh, LAX Ammo is a uh, is the name of a ammo supply, and uh, they also have a shooting range over there in Inglewood. Been yeah. there many times myself. Did you? Uh, do you have any views about? Uh, so so was it Hutchins that gave you your concealed carry?
1: He was Barnes.
0: Barnes. Oh yeah. I-
1: yeah. Hutchins. Yeah. She did come into the CRP and I got to meet her in person. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And I got to say, you know, cause she really was the one that changed. Uh, she started approving way more citizens. That's right. Okay. So it was good to tell her in person. Thank you all for doing that. And then I was so sad to see she passed away a few years ago. So I was mm-hmm. really glad I got to meet her that one day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've met Barnes and talked to him at length. And um, <clears throat> a, uh, um, he told me that he was the one, he was the sec, he was the one in charge of the CCW program for a while. Oh, okay. so he learned about it from the inside, um, the process. And he, I think he developed an appreciation for the process. Of course, as you referenced, uh, Heather in case anybody is missing some of the nuance or the subtlety of what you said, you said that you could put uh, that you're afraid of mountain lions as a, as a good cause statement for everybody listening. If you're from America um, it used to be not too long ago this past year that even in the great County of orange with uh, someone like Don Barnes in charge, he was bound by a California statute that insists that they use a good cause standard similar to the one that was struck down in New York uh, in, the, in June by the Supreme Court. And that meant that people like Heather and other people might be um, walking in a kind of a sketchy area. And I know the sketchy areas you're talking about over there in L.A., Inglewood area there's a lot of good people that live there, nothing against them. Uh, it's just, you know, for one reason or another, you might have a woman's intuition that you're in danger and, um, and it might be correctly calibrated and it's working right. That intuition. And you can't put that down. You couldn't put that down as a good cause. You could not put that down that I, I want to be safe in a dangerous area. For self-defense that was not considered a good cause i feel like i need to keep re- repeating that over and over again self-defense was not considered a good cause right. at the same time at the same time self-defense against a possible mountain lion attack was considered the preeminent type of possible good cause to give you that sort so a situation you might be in once in your life maybe probably never, but maybe in the mountains, which you're hardly ever there, but you know, sometimes you go there and that was considered a good time, good cause for you to have a firearm pretty much everywhere, including this, the grocery store and that dangerous neighborhood in Inglewood. Right. So you could have the, the, the the permit. So you're not a felon in in Inglewood for self-defense because you said you were afraid of mountain lions, but If you had put that you, let's say (laughs) you had put that you want self-defense in Englewood against humans, which are far more dangerous than mountain lions, uh, uh, that would not be a good cause for you when you're hiking and get attacked by a mountain lion.
1: Yeah. You bring up a good point. A lot of gun restrictions make zero sense.
0: Have you always been able to see that for yourself? Yes. Really?
1: Yeah, I think when you all you have to do is look at politicians.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'll say it so I'm blue in the face, so many times over and over again that all these politicians who are anti gun, who want to disarm law abiding Americans, you know, take away their standard capacity magazines and like Mm -hmm. make sure they have certain types of guns, they're all protected by taxpayer funded private armed security there'd be Capitol police or whatnot. Um, so it's, it always comes down to guns for the, not for me. Sorry. Other way around (laughs) guns guns for the politicians, not for me, but.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. That, that bothers me. Well, good for you for always being able to see through it. Um, so you mean from the time you were a kid, you were just like dialed in with common sense on stuff. Because why does it take so long for people, Heather? Do you, why do you think so long f- for people to see through this stuff?
1: I don't know. Maybe if you have a certain type of person who goes with what they believe when they watch it on television, <laughs> mm. so much of it is fed, fed through social media mm-hmm. and they just see it and believe it, but... Um, especially after 2020 i don't know how people can believe what they see there's a lot of people out there who who don't think critically
0: yeah that's right um now uh if if someone's listening to this in the future let's say it's a female Mm -hmm. she's listening to you and she thinks hmm that sounds like a girly girl to me uh that's a little too deep of a voice it sounds like a girly girl to me and um she she's encouraged by the fact that you uh want to be empowered with a firearm but she's not feeling the confidence that you have and she's thinking i don't know how this Heather girl got the confidence that she has? What would you say to somebody like that about confidence? I've had
1: pretty many, pretty many women start, uh, and they're just shaking. Mm-hmm. I've had some women where they're like tears are coming down their face, and we start, yeah. and by the end of our lesson, they're like, "Oh my gosh, that was so fun! When can we do this again?" So wow. that's really great to see. I think it's just maybe um, because I am a woman that you know I'm not like this big military guy in 511 like screaming at you like oh no, 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 you're doing it wrong like I'm pretty good at saying like okay like I know this is your first time maybe we'll start with something smaller caliber if, they, if like the woman for instance who is really shaking I'm like okay let's start with a 22 here mm. and maybe work our way up to a 9 millimeter. but just know just reminding them that firearms are inanimate objects you're in control you have to squeeze the trigger for it to fire. Um, Before we do any of that, I have them practice with the dummy round, just that, you know, now the gun is hot and this is how you unload it and make sure that it, you know, you're clear and safe. And I would always tell them to, even if they're not hitting the the bullseye, which is the more you practice, the more comfortable you'll be. Um, So that seems to go a long way.
0: So you think it's just a matter of practice and kind of willpower to just kind of will yourself to that first class or whatever?
1: Yeah, especially after you fire that first round, because they don't know what to expect, and they're thinking, you know, it's going to be like this huge explosion, this huge kickback. So I think just shooting off at least that first round, uh, they will become more comfortable, slight bit after that. What
0: what? What uh, kind of uh, fee can people expect to be charged for good training?
1: Yeah. Well, more now that ammunition gone up drastically, but yeah. uh, I tell people for about $100, it would be about an hour with a private session, their, um, or friends or family or whatever. And then we go about an hour on the range. Um, if they want me to buy the ammunition, I can buy the ammunition for them but obviously it would just cost a little bit more
0: how much ammunition should people have
1: as much as they possibly (laughs) can get their hands on okay going to the range i say i mean like 50 rounds is is good to practice once a month i'd i'd um, suggest that but to have on hand you could have like a thousand rounds you're you're in pretty good shape just to have
0: at your a thousand house, thousand rounds. Wow! How, how, how people are probably thinking. Some some people are thinking that's an arsenal. What what do you what do you how people, do you respond to that?
1: Some people are like, oh, a thousand rounds. You know, I got that in my kitchen. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think we both know people that a thousand rounds is like they have they can shoot that before breakfast and. Yeah, it goes fast. Mm-hmm. I I always say, if you buy in bulk, that and that's primarily why someone would buy a thousand rounds is because they're buying in bulk and it's cheaper. Sometimes it's a lot cheaper.
1: Yeah, if you can't buy in bulk, just maybe like once a month, buy buy a box, yeah. buy two hundred and.
0: Where do you get your ammo?
1: I like going to the the gun shows. Mm-hmm. and here in North Carolina I just went to my first one it was a lot of fun and just talking to local there's quite a few local gun shops but now that I live in North Carolina I can actually have it delivered to my house which was something I was oh. not afforded in California So the first time it came and it was on my doorstep I was like Woo-hoo! <laughs> thank no you Phoenix ammo. yeah
0: isn't it isn't it interesting just like you were saying about the the magazine that you bought 30 round magazine it's it's no big deal it's not like people are looking at you like what does she need what does she need more than 11 i don't understand she must be a bad person Uh but no it's just normal it's normal america right hello it's normal america but in in california you've been conditioned to i think they want to condition you to to think arbitrarily about right and wrong in other words, right and wrong shouldn't be arbitrary. Right Right and wrong is a serious deal. If right and wrong does really exist, and I think you and me both know that it does, it's not, it's not a matter of arbitrary standard. It's not like the difference between 11 rounds and 10 rounds.
1: Right. And you see what's happening in California as of July 1st. I feel like they're just trying to get rid of gun culture, especially... When it comes to you know teaching kids about firearms i'm pretty sure if i was still in california i would have gotten fined twenty five thousand dollars because on my website i have kids or minors oh wow and so they i think like uh rifle supply was saying i don't even think they can have you know youth-sized rifle supply t-shirts because the governor is so hell-bent on not having kids even know what firearms are, just like conditioned, like you said, to think, oh, firearms are bad. Uh, but CRPA is really hitting back pretty hard. I, I can't remember if they already filed the lawsuit or if they're just about to file a lawsuit for that.
0: That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think Chuck I mentioned something like that on the last time I had him on.
1: Yeah, if you've ever shot at Rahagi's in Oh yeah. Corona, So every year I would take my daughter to a big, um, it was like youth shooting day. Mm -hmm. And this past July, they had already like um, pre-printed the tickets and everything. But the um, event happened, I think it was like mid-July and they were so scared that they might get fined. They wouldn't even let the kids hold the tickets. So like the parents had to hold the tickets and then the kids could do archery, but they took away all of the shooting sports. But because the ticket said like, you know, Rahagi's youth shooting day is just so stupid.
0: <laughs> hmm. What? Why do you think they're uh, going after youth like that here?
1: I think it is to try to end the culture. It's not even just yeah. like self-defense or anything like that. It's just like, they don't want, youth growing up, even knowing, oh, you know, I can have a firearm to defend myself. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate, but that's why it's good to have the organizations.
0: So in other words, the the culture is a a way uh, to bring knowledge to kids. And so that when they're uh, an adult, they have knowledge. Right. (laughs) And so they're trying to prevent knowledge.
1: Exactly, with a new law just passed 30 members of um, the Senate in Arizona. I think it's 2448 ha- House bill, and it's going to mandate, I think it's from sixth grade to 12th grade, that they will get um, it's just a lesson on firearm safety. So there's no instruction whatsoever. And if the parent wants them to opt out and not learn about it, they can opt out. But it's basically uh, it's based on the NRA's like Eddie Eagle program where, huh. like I would do this for free in North Carolina, go to these classrooms and teach kids. You know, if you see it, you don't touch it. You run away. You tell a grown up, um, and then maybe we'd see some of these accidents. The numbers fall. So, I think it's great what they're doing in Arizona.
0: I think it'd be great to have firearms go a step further and say, like sex education have firearms education and you can opt out. Um, it's, it's fine, but give people a chance who don't grow up in a gun house to have the knowledge and, um, you know, again, then have it culminate in uh, a shooting experience when they're seniors and they're 18. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking, uh, and you're old enough to join the military. Why not? Right. It makes sense to me. And not to mention that's a, that's something you could do for a living. Like what many Mm -hmm. firearms instructors do It's Mm -hmm. something that people can um, make a living at, or it it's part of that, you know, law enforcement or, you know, private security or something like that.
1: Yeah. There were some lessons I would teach. The parents said I specifically called you because you had kids on your website and they, you know, I, I used to swim, but I didn't want to teach my daughter. I'll let someone else teach her, so it's not coming from her mom and stuff. So I totally get that mm-hmm. they want their kid to learn from someone who's taken the NRA classes and is certified. So, um, you know, I completely understand. But for California to basically take that away, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Well, it makes sense wow. if you want to prevent people from having knowledge. Right. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. But they're not really that smart, I don't think. Um, They dominate the campuses in California, unfortunately, and there's a lot of uh, great inflation and ignorance as a result. In fact, everywhere that that Democrats control education, um, there's a movement to reduce the importance of taking logic, I've noticed. Um, Like a lot of the homeschooling uh, folks that I know, they're not Democrat. They always insist on logic and classical education. And um, there's a a few schools that still require logic, but not very many. And it's really sad to me. Some of my
1: favorite phone calls I would get with the CRPA would be, it was always a young young girl for the most part. I imagine either like late high school, early college, and they call and they say, how can you support semi-automatic weapons? And I'd say, first of all, can you tell me what the word semi-automatic means? And they'd all say, no. And so then I would tell them like, let me get this straight. Like you want to ban something and you can't tell me what it is. And I would always be really nice to these people and like really try to explain like why the second amendment is so important. And it was good conversations, but it's just, Funny that you mentioned the students because it was always a student who
0: would call. Wow. So you were their professor at that moment. Yeah. How'd that feel for you?
1: It felt good.
0: Yeah. That's a very good way to handle that. That's very in uh, you'd be a very good professor. You should be a professor. Um, well, I guess you kind of are. You're a firearms instructor, so yeah. How many types of guns do you bring for firearms instruction? Do you just focus on one caliber?
1: It's interesting when I just got certified to teach concealed carry; they make you bring both a semi-automatic and a revolver. Hmm. Um, so even if people don't really carry too much, you know, revolvers for the most part, they're like, nope, you got to teach them. All about revolvers, and I have no problem with that. But um, who's they?
0: When you say they make uh, you, the is
1: Department the... of Justice for for North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, but for classes, <clears throat> I would typically bring um, a Glock 19. It's a nine millimeter, but Glocks are good because there's not a whole lot of bells and whistles to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have that tiny little trigger safety and that. That. um yeah. So when you look at it, it's not overwhelming.
0: Plus, uh, Tommy Lee Jones had one in The Fugitive. I just oh, wanted to okay. add to that, which is, I think, the first time I really looked at a Glock. I was like, I remember seeing it in the film and I was like, that looks like a pretty cool gun, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: when yeah. you watch movies, after you, uh, like, you know, you're yeah. pretty knowledgeable in firearms, yeah. do you point things out? You're like, oh, that would never happen in real life. All or? the time my
0: my wife uh is constantly um poor thing yeah she, she it depends on her mood but like sometimes she enjoys it and sometimes she just kind of sighs and says okay all right i got it I really, yep.
1: do you think anything will happen with uh alec baldwin it's been almost 1 year since it's happened
0: well you know i don't know that's a good question um i i don't i haven't uh, really followed the details of that case except that um, you might know more about the details than I, I know that he was claiming that he didn't pull the trigger is that right, and it took right?
1: the FBI 10 <clears throat> months to figure out no you can't fire a gun without squeezing the trigger good job FBI but we yeah far,
0: but, um. yeah I don't know if it was that mindset. particular firearm that they were testing or something, if there was something about that specific thing, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I guess he hasn't maybe a pretty good lawyer and maybe he yeah. lawyered up really fast and they circled the wagons. I, as far as punishment goes, I don't know. Um, my yeah. guess is there's going to be a fallout from that that's beyond legal punishment. There's going to be lawsuits and and there's going to be a cultural issue there. There's going to be a credibility issue, I think, for him, which is actually, I mm-hmm. think, far more devastating for people in that industry than, yeah. than legal uh, What punishment.
1: I can't get over is where else in life can someone...
0: yeah you know, I know, point a gun at someone and nothing
1: happened. it's not, fair. Happen. So it's not it's fair not is even it? to the right, the the young woman who was in charge of making sure it was not okay. loaded. Like nothing's happened to her either. She yeah. It's crazy to
0: me. And it's not because and it's not that he is getting off the hook like that because he's just been so nice and generous on Twitter to everybody who he disagrees with. That's so it's right. it's that compounds the issue there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, in in movies and stuff, oftentimes the the character, I don't know if it's wh- whoever it is, when they raise the gun, they it always makes a noise. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and
0: so one of the things I'm constantly saying is that's not what it sounds like. It sounds right. like this.
1: If you just hold it, it this is what
0: it sounds like. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no noise. And, uh or I'll say something like, oh, so you're just now racking the slide I got. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't <laughs> yeah. important two yeah. seconds ago.
1: Right. In my lesson, I'll say, if you rack the slide correctly, you will hear the cliché movie noise like that. Th- yeah, sh- yeah. A oh, OK. I know that. Noise.
0: If it's a pump shotgun there, you know, he's pointing it at, at the guy. And then, you know, after he gets really angry, he decides to pump it and put a yeah. shell. <laughs> It's uh you know it's it's just uh, that kind of ignorance already exists right, and there is a gun culture, and oftentimes there's a firearms expert allegedly on the set somewhere, right. and that still happens, so right. can you imagine if they get their way with the youth thing yeah uh and I mean you're gonna have some superior really dumb people walking around i mean it's going to be like england i mean they don't those people don't know anything right. about firearms and uh yeah so I, I so keeping the gun culture alive and healthy is a, it's a big deal for me i think it's for you too right
1: it is it really is yeah that's why i teach my daughter and i get excited when her friends want to come shoot with us
0: that's oh that's cool how many kids do you yeah. have?
1: I just have one. She's going to be 14 next month.
0: 14 and she's shooting guns already? How lucky is she? Oh,
1: yeah. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to shoot a gun in every state. And I took mm-hmm. her with me to Wyoming. We went to Jackson Hole and we were out there and she outshot me. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh, cool. Give me that gun. I need to uh, yeah, save a little face here and shoot again. But, what
0: is yeah. she like? Did she start off on a 22 or what did she start off on?
1: I she did with a twenty-two rifle. Her favorite gun is a Springfield XD nine millimeter. That's mm-hmm. her favorite. Her favorite
0: gun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And she's uh, so. Does she like rifles at all?
1: She does. Yeah, she, yeah. she kind of likes it all.
0: What about shotguns? Do you think that?
1: That's. That, I was gonna say maybe that's one thing. You know, she did shoot. Technically, she shot it at the Rahagi's youth shooting day. Um, yeah. I think it was like a, a kind of bigger guy that was helping her. And he goes, when I say bang, you pull the trigger. And they were <laughs> shooting the clays and stuff. So she oh, yeah, technically, yeah. I don't think she had it up on her shoulder or anything like that. But she pulled the trigger and, and got to you know, see how that felt.
0: One of the things I like about Rahagi's uh, is that, uh, well, first of all, in the summer, it's not, I don't think it's as fun because it's hot. But, you know, like they were, we went a few weeks ago, actually, maybe less than that, actually. And we went on a Saturday morning and we got there at eight. Uh, rookie mistake, I guess, because they were lining up at 530 oh okay, during goodness. the summer. Jeez. And uh, you get a bay. It's an outdoor range in Corona. Is it in Corona? You think Corona. It's in Corona, which is a uh, Riverside County um also a very good sheriff in riverside chad bianco um, yeah,
1: i like the the previous one as well what
0: was the previous one's name
1: do you remember with an S. i was like nuts. well sneak. we could look it up yeah but they i mean just riverside they had like no bad candidate it was it was going to be oh, a good that's race good. yeah
0: well i was going to say you you rent a bay and a bay is basically kind of like a dugout uh, a, a space where you're kind of enclosed by dirt and um, from other shooters and so you could drive you can back your truck or whatever your car and um, bicycle whatever you're ri- riding that day and uh, you can shoot shotguns and you sh- throw the milk jug out there and shoot the milk jug and um, with a shotgun and that's that's nice. So you don't always have to shoot clays when you when you have the shotgun. So I like it. I like that air, that time. Um well, we really have enjoyed getting to know you a little bit, Heather. Thank you.
1: yeah wow, it's a fun conversation.
0: Yeah. So uh is there anything else you want to talk about or you want to mention? Is there any other issue? Any law that bothers you that you want to get off your chest? Any um
1: with midterms coming up,
0: yeah. it is a good
1: idea just to really research people running for every position in. I think 2020 showed us like how important local elections are, not just statewide and national, but just really vetting anyone who's running and um, if you do have an issue like I do with Second Amendment, just you know trying how to contact you- them and asking them what they okay. feel help what their position is. And uh, do you do you, actu-
0: do you actually do that do you call them up and talk to them
1: yeah anytime with we've got hr 1808 on the docket mm-hmm. in or, um mm-hmm. in congress i think it's that now maybe mm-hmm. it, maybe it passed congress and now it's in the senate but i've been calling all my senators state senators and i, I did get a couple phone calls back And one was from the aid and she's like, oh, when you mentioned you were from California, we got a little scared. But then, we, you know, she was happy that I said, thank you so much for voting against this terrible bill. But she said even in North Carolina, people from California would call and say, like, you know, how dare you vote against this? Which I was kind of surprised people would call from out of state to other state senators. But uh, those
0: are the people that don't know a semi-auto means.
1: Right, they are. That's
0: so, true. And they yeah. think they're making a difference, but really they're just showing their own ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that you're talking about the assault weapon bill, right? The yeah. so called assault weapon. Yeah. It right. It's
1: the assault weapon
0: ban. Yeah. It passed the House of Representatives and it's now in the Senate. Okay. So we'll see what happens.
1: Right. But right. yeah. it would basically make California laws all over America. We do right. not want to see that happen yeah
0: i i think i i haven't read it exactly i don't know exactly how they I, I i'm saving reading the pain of reading it because they typically have some kind of conference where they work out differences and it's not it's not always the final bill mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully it doesn't it just dies because yeah. it's a bad idea but but uh as you know it'll be back um if even if it dies it'll be back it's like uh one of those horror monsters that comes back alive, you know, out of the swamp. And so it'll be back next, next year, probably, or the year after. And it's never ending work, uh, the work we're doing. So that's why I'm doing the podcast to try to uh, kind of showcase people's knowledge and their confidence and say, Hey, second amendment people look like this. Mm-hmm. And they talk like this, like Heather, and they're normal people. You you sound pretty normal. I mean, you did have that one comment about a thousand rounds in the kitchen, but other than that, you you know you. And we're, I'm looking behind you. Says so, so, I'm, uh, for those of you not watching on YouTube, she's got a really nice background there in her house, and she's got this nice pillow on the couch and flowers. And so I'm, and so I'm wondering, is there ammo under behind? That? <laughs> that pillow (laughs) but um yeah so it's in other words you to me tell me if i'm wrong here heather just you want to be able to not be killed by some psycho and and have to wait for the police yep that doesn't sound irrational to me
1: those i love or strangers yep you you nailed it and it's just, it goes back to 1776. Uh, I think the second protects the first amendment. and, and the, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it all works together. Because we're does. doing first amendment stuff right now. And the fourth amendment definitely s- protects the second amendment because that's yep. prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures. Yep. Um, but if you have uh, ignorant people about firearms, then they might... Think that something is a reasonable search when it's not,
1: right?
0: Because they're just afraid; they're irrationally afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. Shall not be infringed. <laughs>
0: Shall not be infringed. What? Are you, speaking of assault weapons, I hope you don't mind my asking. Mm-hmm. Do you have some kind of special concern about assault weapons?
1: A special concern? No. Have yeah.
0: you ever shot? Have you ever shot an automatic? A right fully now? automatic? You mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Been a long, it's been a long time, but yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. I went to Colorado and, and got to shoot there and, um, it was a really fun, expensive 20 seconds. <laughs> so,
0: yes. It's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I would want one for home defense because I live in an area that has, well, it's orange County and there's I have neighbors and I don't know if a proper shot placement is very easy with that because you have to really be concerned about background and, and who's behind. You have to think about a lot of stuff in self-defense. Does that ever intimidate you?
1: No, but when you bring that up, I do mention, I think it's a good idea to always have hollow point rounds for home protection. Especially if you live in you know big apartment complex, bad guy breaks in. If you miss that hollow point, isn't going to keep going through all the rooms. You know, it's going to get spread out. So I think um, that's kind of important. It's something I teach in the classes. Maybe they wouldn't know otherwise.
0: Do you think that a woman could defend herself with a twenty-two?
1: Yes, I know some places. It may have been Riverside that did not allow 22s to be on your concealed carry permit because um, they considered it like a non-lethal round. But um, no, hmm. I, think, I think a 22 you could do damage.
0: With a yeah, I think it's definitely lethal. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. There's, I think it's a California law that they, I think they specified 380 is the lowest because um, uh i think the rationale is they want fewer rounds flying around and if you have a real threat they want you know just get the get it done yeah get it done
1: 22 is the only round that will travel through your bloodstream have
0: you heard that oh wow that's pretty that's pretty dangerous that sounds pretty bad to me i, would I wouldn't ask. want yeah i mean i i actually really like 22s mm-hmm. like i really like them I, yeah. I like them for training. I really like them with ammo prices.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say cheapest ammo you can get is a twenty-two.
0: Do you have a twenty-two yeah. pistol?
1: We do. Yeah, I do have one. What do you have? <sighs> Who makes that one? It's an old gun.
0: God bless you. Love old guns. Is yeah, it a? Is it a? Is semi-auto. it a pistol? Like, is it a semi-auto?
1: It is a semi-automatic twenty two.
0: Is it a Ruger? Ruger Mark or is it a Colt Woodsman or um, I have to get back to you on
1: this? It's Smith not a Lawson. Lawson. It's 22 It's
0: like a, it's just an old buckmark. Yeah, i
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm just I'm just shooting the bull here, people. I love I love talking about guns. I could talk about them all day. But uh Heather, yeah, thanks for carving out some time in your day and and uh you know, we we love having you on, and thanks for sharing your your passion and your insight.
1: Thanks. Well, thanks for having. Me. Thanks. Keep up the good work, and have a Thank good nice weekend, Labor Day weekend.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have a website that you want? Pe- I do. Pe- people.
1: It is, um, it's still highcaliberoc.com. and then I pretty much transitioned everything else to like on Instagram. It's highcalibernc. So one of these days, I'll figure out how to (laughs) make my website North Carolina
0: as well. So it's at HighCaliberNC on Instagram. Yep. And it's uh, HighCaliberOC.com for your website. And that's how people can get a hold of you if they want to talk to you. Okay, cool. Thanks so much, Heather. Appreciate it.